Do you feel overwhelmed by your circumstances? Are you trapped living each day in survival mode? Are you left feeling depleted and exhausted in everything you do, including your health journey? My mission is to help you break free from living this way and teach you how to grow strong from the inside out so that you can ditch the idea of measuring up to impossible standards and start enjoying the act of taking care of yourself instead of dreading it. Get ready to experience life-giving transformation through wellness, a 360-degree approach that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Discover how you can achieve lasting results that will carry you throughout your health journey. So, please join me as we discuss fitness, faith, and fearless living. I'm Jessica Coleman, and this is Faithfully Fit Motherhood. Hello, friend. Welcome back to Faithfully Fit Motherhood. Thank you so much for being here today. We are starting the first official episode uh, in the Revival series, and we are talking about having a personal relationship with Jesus. And what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, So let's jump right in. Let's start. Um, And I want to start by saying I, back in the day, um, you know, 12 years ago, (laughs) I didn't even know that this was available to me. Um, I didn't know that this was something that was even a possibility. Um, I actually grew up in church when I was young, but at that time I kind of viewed my relationship with God as quote unquote, one hour at church on Saturday or Sunday. Um, I didn't really make time for him otherwise outside of that. I mean, my family and I prayed, um, you know, we'd say our night prayers and we'd pray at our, before our meals, but it was almost like they were repetitive prayers. They weren't necessarily things that I was asking for specifically or even conversational prayers. Um, they were more prayers that have been passed down from other generations, um, which are not a bad thing. <laughs> they are a blessing, but um, they were the only thing I knew at that time. And it really didn't occur to me how important having a relationship with Jesus really was until I went through a really difficult time in my life when I left for college and I left home for the first time. I really struggled with it. Um, I was living on my own and, you know, I had a really close relationship with my family and being away from them was like extremely hard for me. Um, And also going from a small town to a big city was total shell shock for me. Um, And it was just really overwhelming. And I had started a new, um, I started in college, then I started a new career. And it was just so much at one time. And I could just really feel that the pain I was experiencing was so real. Like I I just, I was going through turmoil and I desperately wanted to turn to something to ease the pain. Um, Like it was, it was crippling. And that's really when I was given the opportunity to say yes to growing deeper in my Christian faith. And I'm so thankful for that because there are so many things that I could have turned to instead. Um, And I'm so grateful that God opened that door for me. And, and it really, I really didn't have that door open until I had listened to a message by Joyce Meyer. To this day, I, I'm so grateful 
that she she brought her ministry online um, because I had come across something that she was speaking about. And I don't even remember the exact topic or if it was even a podcast or just something online. I don't even know how I found it, but I found a message by her that she was speaking about and it totally blew my mind. Um, and she really made me realize that Jesus cared about everything about me, that it wasn't just that one hour at church on the weekend that he cared about or you know, just me saying my my daily night prayer. It was everything. Every single moment of every single day, he cared about me. And, um, you know, how much freedom knowing him and having him in my life could give me. You know, freedom from anxiety and stress and pain and anger. Um, and he would replace all of that with love and joy and peace. Um, not that I didn't ever, from that point on, not experience anxiety, stress, and pain, I mean, <laughs> or anger, all of these things I still experience to these days, but in a different way, in a very different way. And I'm able to dispel them and replace them with those things because I have him in my life. And, you know, even the idea of having a relationship with God, it really made me think um, you know, in order to really get to know someone, you have to spend time with them. Um, at that time, I wasn't married. But if I think about my situation now, if I only spent one hour a week with my husband, I really wouldn't know him that well. And that really made me think about, you know, if the only time I spent with God was that one hour a week at church, I I wouldn't know him well. I, that's just not enough time. It's not enough time to cultivate a relationship. So by opening that door and even knowing that this was a possibility grew a deeper desire for me to get to know him on a different level and to really begin to learn that I can invite him into my everyday life. That it's not just, you know, certain moments that he truly is interested in every circumstance, in every moment. A little bit more on my own personal testimony with this. Um, it has been 11 years since I've made this decision to have a relationship with Jesus. And like any other relationship, any human relationship, it has had its ups and downs. And that is not because of anything on God's end. He was, is, and always will be faithful. I can look back and I can see his hand in everything I've ever done. Um, so he's always been there. He's always been faithful. He's always been good. It was me that caused the turbulence. <laughs> and I know that. I know that full well. Um, I, you know, all of the distractions I've had in my life, all of the times where I, I've just, I've chosen other things sometimes over him. Um, and over the years, I've had so many learning moments, um, some dry moments, but some extremely rich moments like just phenomenal. <laughs> it's been such a beautiful adventure and I'm so thankful for the treasure and the gift of knowing Jesus. It is, it is like I, I have words in this episode, but at the same time, I don't have words. I'm speechless. I am speechless. And that is true. And that is genuine. Um, and there's, there's no special thing about me that that this happened, it, there, it, this can happen for anyone. He gives that gift to everyone. 
So this is available to you as much as it is available to me. Um, It is just a matter of the decision to do it and to honestly and truthfully and genuinely invite him into your life. So if you are curious about this and you want to experience it for yourself, let's chat about some ways that you can actually cultivate this relationship. The thing, first thing I would encourage you to do is to invite Jesus into your life. Declare that he is your savior and thank him for his sacrifice for your life and tell him that you believe he is the son of God, that you repent of your sins and that you want to get to know him better. Open your heart to him. That is the first step that's going to open the door and that's going to welcome him into your life. He He's always there ready with open arms, but he is gentle and humble of heart. So he will never intrude in anyone's life. He will never intrude, but he will be there with open arms to accept you and welcome you as soon as you kind of give the green light to do so. You would be amazed at by doing this simple action, doing this first step, how much it will um, spark amazing things to happen. And, you know, things will kind of just be like a domino effect. It will be really cool. So that would be the first thing I would do. The second thing I would do is to feed yourself spiritually. So listen to messages online. For instance, Joyce Meyer is awesome. Um, I love Father Mike Schmitz. He is great. Uh, There's so many good Christian speakers online. Um, So I really encourage you. There's also um, an app that I've downloaded. It is a Catholic app. So um, maybe not everyone's interest, but if that is something you're interested in, there is some amazing things on that app. Um, The Hallow app, H-A-L-L-O-W. And it has like Christian meditations, a lot of scripture. It has prayer. It has um, novenas. It has uh, like um, courses that you can take. It has so much available to you to learn and to listen um, and to expand your knowledge when it comes to faith. Um, Or listen to podcasts, you know, read the Bible. Um, or read Christian books. There's a lot of books out there. Again, Joyce Meyer is amazing. She has so many books, like endless amount of books. And then listen to Christian music. Um, you know, filling your mind with the spiritual things in life. You know, not just the what we see in our world today. <laughs> There's so much in the pop industry right now that is. I'm going to say it. It's just dark. It's dark. It's depressing. And when we listen to that, it's getting into our heads. I don't know about you, but I sing along to songs. Like I am musically inclined. I I am an artistic soul. So music is like literally food to my body. It is. It just nourishes me. And it really, I, I notice I I was listening to some pop probably six months ago, maybe eight months ago. It just, it sucks the life out of me. It really drains me. And I've really increased my listening exposure to Christian Christian music lately. And it's just completely transformed how I think. Um, And it it just feeds the the hope inside of me. It feeds the, the goodness inside. And it just makes you feel good. It just really does make you feel good. So yeah, 
feed yourself with these things and really discover his word and his promises. Number three is, I'm kind of going in numbers here, step by step. Um, Number three would be to be realistic. Um, It's kind of the same when we pursue physical health. Um, You will not get quote unquote results overnight. Results isn't really what I would say spiritually. It's not that you get results. I just didn't know what else to say. Um, I guess transformation maybe. Transformation will not happen overnight. Um, All of the things that you want to change. um, Like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, there are so many things that I realized I can't truly transform without the Holy Spirit. And if you think about it, you're completely becoming new. And that doesn't just happen like a genie, like a magic ball. And, you know, he grants you a wish and boom, things are different. It's going to be a lifelong journey. And you're going to just, you're going to be on this path of, you know, making mistakes and picking yourself back up again with his grace and with his mercy, which he offers to you, which is amazing, which is such a gift. So yes, don't be hard on yourself. Um, be realistic and know that this is going to be, this is going to take time. Number four, I would say to try not to convince yourself that you can only speak with God at quote unquote formal times. So for example, I used to think, you know, you can only pray to him, you know, in the evening before bed or just before you eat supper or that one hour a week at church, you can speak to him throughout your day at any time at any point you could literally be putting laundry from the washer into the dryer and be saying jesus help me (laughs) and that is a prayer that is communing with him you can speak to him anytime he is always with you and and like i said even even that small thing of saying jesus help me that is a prayer it doesn't have to be eloquent it doesn't have to be formal it doesn't have to have like really big cool words it can be simple and it can be just you know it can be just genuine just something genuine and just allow yourself to invite him into every area of your life every area literally everything there's nothing too minute there's nothing too small there's nothing that he doesn't care about. So thinking of, think of him walking with you hand in hand and he is there every step of the day. Number five, I would say prepare for conviction. <laughs> this road will not be easy. There is scripture that states in Matthew seven fourteen, small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. So <laughs> it's not easy. It's going to reveal a lot of uncomfortable things. And some of those things are things we probably tend to avoid to even think about because they're really uncomfortable and they're hard. But that's okay because Jesus knows all. So you don't have to be afraid. He loves you unconditionally. And he is your God is your father. And he's there to love you, to help you, to comfort you, and to be everything you need in this journey. I know I I beat myself up a lot sometimes because you know I've I've been in this this form of faith for for years now and I still to this day I'm like why 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 can't I do the things that I'm supposed to do? 
I am so thankful for this scripture in Romans where Paul says that, you know, he desires to do what is good, but he has a hard time carrying it out. Um, That's Romans 7 um, verses 15 to 20. But it's so true. It's something that I experience so often is this idea that I so badly want to be more like Jesus, but at the same time, I I don't have the capabilities he has because he is perfect and I am not. I am human. But again, that just reiterates our need for his salvation, for his grace and his mercy. So he knows that we're not perfect and it's going to be okay, that we should keep trying and keep fighting the good fight. Moving along into number six, I think this one is a big one and something that I've recently kind of unraveled in my own faith, and that is to repent of pride. Because if we have pride in our hearts, it's so hard to make room for the God when we're trying to be our own God. We're basically making an idol out of ourselves. We're we're trying to be God when we have pride. We we think that we know all. And that's so important to remember because he can heal and cleanse anything. Any sin that we've committed, he can heal and he can redeem. But if we are closing him off and we are putting ourselves in place of him, he won't be able to do anything to help us. It's it's going to it's going to put up a wall and it's going to prevent him from being God and being our father because we think that we know what's best. So in order to, you know, get to repent of that pride, we need to fully surrender control to him, something I've been learning. <laughs> and you know, learning that that surrender comes from trust and trust comes from knowing someone. Again, that's what we're talking about today is having that relationship with God. You will get to know him and that'll help you to trust him and trusting him will help you to surrender to him. So this will take time. This is, again, this is not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be a magic pill and voila, you are able to surrender. Um, you know, like I mentioned, it took me until recently to figure this one out. Like that's like 11 years. (laughs) That's a long time. And I still to the, like daily, daily, I need to remind myself of this. So yeah, be gracious with yourself. Um, it will take time, but I think pride is a huge one. And then the final step, um, hopefully I didn't leave any out. I hope I didn't miss any. But the final step that I have um, in mind is to surround yourself in community with fellow believers. This is so important. So important. God created us for community. He He doesn't like us to isolate ourselves. He doesn't want us to feel alone and abandoned and like we have to do everything by ourselves. And the fact of the matter is, in this time of life, in 2023 AD, we don't have Jesus here with us physically like they did, you know, when he was alive. I mean, obviously, that's very understanding and that's common sense. But sometimes this can bring doubt within us. In fact, there was doubt when he was alive, when he was walking physically on this earth. There was doubt about Jesus. There was there was doubt about him, which Doubt itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. 
doubt and disbelief are two very different things. Doubt causes you to ask questions and it means that you're willing to learn. Disbelief means that you aren't open to learning, that you're you're putting up the, the, the brick wall and you refuse to even consider anything about, you know, the topic of Jesus. So I'm not saying that you're never going to doubt and that you're never going to have moments of questioning. But when those questions come, you will need someone to lean on for strength and potentially answers. You know, someone who understands you, someone who can empathize with you, that has been such a huge integral part of my faith. I've had to rely and lean on other people, um, you know, during times of those those dry moments, those those dry times when I'm like, where are you? Where are you, God? Like, are you moving in my life? Are you good? Are you, do you care about me? <laughs> like these things that rise in your mind and, and y- you need to get past, you need people by your side praying for you, you know, in giving you wisdom and and, you know, even just holding you, like maybe not physically, but, you know, in their, in their hearts, you know, um, I was listening to something by father Mike Schmitz and he made such a good point that, you know, the church is part of this equation. It is our part of our community and Christ is the head of our faith. He's the forerunner and the church is his body. That is what we believe. Um, anyway, at, as Catholic Christians anyways. Um, I can't speak for all Christians, but in the Catholic faith, that's what we believe. The church is his body. He he created the church. The apostle Peter is the one who was the forerunner for it. And if we only focus on the head, which is Christ, having that personal relationship, which is great. And something that this, and the reason for this podcast episode um, it's encouraged and it's so beneficial to us to have that personal relationship. But if we disregard the body, which is the church, then we can't fully immerse in his gift. Essentially, we're cutting the head off the body. And we know that that's just not going to help. If, you're, if, if you decapitate a head off a body, how is it supposed to work together? You know, like how are all the functions supposed to work? So just kind of a, a metaphor for, you know, we need each other. We need to lean on each other. We, we need to have community. And I know sometimes we can get a little discouraged and sometimes even that community can cause us to even turn on our faith. Sometimes it can question our faith because we see sometimes maybe that people who call themselves Christians are maybe disappointing us. I know that I am not perfect and there's probably times where I've disappointed people in my life. And in fact, I won't even say probably, I know there's times that I've disappointed people in my life and I don't want that, but we have to remember we're human. Everybody, everybody in this world, Christian or not, is human. And we need to remember that that is, that is just how it is. Disappointment will happen. But that doesn't mean we should hide from each other. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't rely on each other. That doesn't mean that, you know, we should just think that we were the only ones who really truly know everything. And I know sometimes <laughs> that thought occurs to me too. I, like I said, I'm not perfect, but 
best thing that we can do is to invite other people into our lives because if God wanted you to be alone and isolated, he would have just created you, that just one person. He wouldn't have even bothered with everybody else. Maybe not necessarily. That's maybe a bad description. I don't know. But he, there's a reason. There's a reason for all of the members within the church, within your family, within your loved ones, your community, um, everyone around you. Everyone has something that contributes to the kingdom, um, to the kingdom work. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully these tips um, help you at least get a head start. Um, or maybe if you're on your journey, maybe they help you have that revival moment, you know, that re-strengthening, that advancement, that um, rebuilding of faith. So yeah, let me know if I miss anything or if you guys have any additional things you'd like to add to help you on this journey of your personal relationship with Jesus. And you know, if this is something that you want to have a conversation about, again, my DMs are open in, in on Instagram. And yeah, I I thank you for tuning into this episode, to listening to my testimony. Um, you know, I, I give all the glory to him. I, I I truly do. There's there's fractions of me that have this pride in myself, but I dispel all of that and I repent of it. And I truly just want God to have the glory. And I I pray that it blesses you. I do. I pray that he is able to work through me so that you may know of his love for you. So yes, I'm ending this episode here. I want to know, I want you to know that you are loved and I hope that you are having an awesome day and until next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that what we talked about encouraged you. I'm so glad you're here and always know that I'm cheering you on. Want more resources? Visit my website, www.faithfullyfitmotherhoodandwellnessinc.mykajabi.com or contact me anytime on Instagram at jess.coleman. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, please screenshot this episode and share it on your social media so that we can continue to spread the mission of living in the abundance God has intended for us. We are here to serve and lead each other to Christ. So let's set this world on fire with God's love. Be blessed, friend. Until next time, this is Faithfully Fit Motherhood.